0: the power of the holy ghost church is real amen and god uses god uses his spirit to speak to us amen and we should we should heed amen when he speaks to us amen and listen because there is a reason when he does so hallelujah but we've already gotten the interpretation of this message this morning and there's no there's no need and no reason to be sitting around waiting any longer. God has made it clear, amen. I hope everybody here in the church realizes the importance, amen, of baptism, and especially baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, because that is what this message is all about today that's what that's the interpretation of it as it come out uh that that we need we can't over we can't overshadow that we can't bypass that we can't go beyond that hallelujah we must baptism i know a lot of people do not uh believe it today a lot of people do not teach it today but baptism is a very important part of our salvation Hallelujah. It's a very important part of our salvation. And we cannot, we cannot uh, 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 go around that or go beyond that. Uh, I tell you, one of the hardest things for me to do in my life uh, was to go beyond what I had been taught, to go beyond what I was raised. My father baptized me in a creek when I was seven years old. I was baptized, and I felt the Lord dealing with my heart, amen, and pleading with me, and I was, I was baptized. But as time grew on, and I grew older, and then God called me into the ministry, uh, I, uh, uh, the Lord began to deal with me, and I, it was revealed to me, amen, about baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. I was not baptized in a name. I was baptized in a title, amen. And uh, God led me to be rebaptized. Amen. That was a hard thing for me to do, not realizing, amen, how that my father would react to that, being rebaptized after he had already baptized me once. But because I obeyed the Lord, because I obeyed the Lord, within two years of that time, I was blessed to see my father Baptist, rebaptized himself after preaching for over 40 years on a Baptist church, I watched my father be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank God for that. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. We need, what we've got to do, what we've got to do is not seek to please men, but seek to please the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want, to, I want to read to you a scripture today, amen, found in 2 Timothy, the second chapter, verses 1 through 4. I, I, and this is going to go right along with uh, how the Spirit of God uh, uh, has uh, been moving within our midst this morning. 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. This is what it reads like. Thou, therefore, my son. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warth entangles himself with the affairs of this life this last phrase of this verse that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. Amen. I'm not going to preach the whole thing today because of time, but if what what I want to say today goes right along with how the Spirit of God is leading, has been leading this service. We need to be living to please the Lord. Living to please the Lord. That's what we need to do. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want my whole life, amen, to please Him. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap and you can be seated. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Glory to God. I don't know what you are living for today or who you are living for but we all are living for one or another thing we need to focus our minds our time and our efforts into pleasing the lord amen we all got different personalities and backgrounds uh that would naturally uh be different aspirations and dreams in our life uh I recently watched a video of a young boy. He was uh, a, a, an early teenager. He was about 13 or 14 years old. And I saw this video, and, man, he was just super excited and enthused. And his ambition, his ambition, Brother Paul, was to be a millionaire before he turns 30. That was his uh, that was his vision. That was his, that's what, what he what was pushing him. And we can all go down to the streets of Nashville, Tennessee, and you won't be able to turn in either direction without running into somebody, amen, who is in Nashville, Tennessee, trying and aspiring amen, to, to become a, a music star and to hit it big, amen. Well, I'm here to tell you today that there's no sin or wrong in pursuing dreams and desiring to become the best, amen, at something in your life, but all the dreams and ambitions become vain and useless if Jesus is not the center of those dreams, Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus has got to be the center of the dreams. If living your life, amen, to please the Lord is not a chief aim in your dream, one day your dream is going to turn into a nightmare. Come on. Uh, just recently, they honored a uh, a man that uh, during the 60s and the 70s, he hit it to the top, uh, and uh, he was the first one. To sell more records than even the Beatles did, and I'm talking about uh, Glenn Campbell. He was on TV. He had all he, he had changed everything, uh, Amen. And I listened to an interview with him that they made just a few months. Of course, you probably have heard he's got Alzheimer's now, and now he don't he don't know his name. He does not know nothing about anything. Uh, he achieved what he started out to do. Uh, Amen. But here was the key. Jesus was not the focus. He did not seek to please God in the things that he was trying to achieve. As I said a few minutes ago, there's nothing wrong and sinful in itself trying to achieve something or reach something. But we cannot, amen, become so focused on things, amen, that we do not make Jesus, amen, the sinner, and that we seek to please him. One of the, the biggest songs that that he had and he said recently before he finally got to a place that he cannot talk or do anything anymore. There's a song that he put out. He said "There's, there's been a, a load, Brother Travis, he says, there's been a load of compromising. And he said recently, he said no matter what, what it was, he said I'm going, his song said, I'm going to be where the where the lights. I remember exactly how to go. Are shining on me. So he was he was willing to compromise everything. He was a he was a young man. His daddy was a sharecropper. He was raised in a little town in Arkansas that nobody knew the name of the place. Amen. But but he he, he came to amazing heights. But he later said in his in, in his life, he didn't realize how true the words of that song would be to him. Because even though he achieved what he wanted and he got all the fame and all the fortune and all the money and all of those all of those things, his life Life became wrecked with alcohol and cocaine, amen, which that way a lot of people in the music business goes up and ends that way, amen. They they try to pursue something without making Jesus the sinner, amen, without man trying to please God. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, church, we got to focus on one thing and on one thing at all, and that is to make sure my life pleases God, if your life don't please God, you're going to wind up like Glenn Campbell. He's not dead yet, but he's near death. And all the marriages that he had and the children that he had by the different marriages, what good is that him now? Because he's not dead yet, and his, all of his kids are already battling in the courts over the fortune that he made. We can achieve one thing or another in this life. But if you don't live to please God, it becomes a naught and it don't mean anything. I want to live my life to be pleasing to the Lord. Jesus left us that example, amen, to amen by the, what he did when he was here. In the book of John, the 8th chapter, verses 26 through 29, I want to read something to you by the Lord. He said, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. Verse 27 said, They understood not that he spake to them of the Father then said jesus unto them when you have lifted up the son of man then you shall know that i am he hallelujah and by the way that word he is not in the original amen in the King James Bible that word he amen is italicized that means that the translators added it when they translated what Jesus said amen you realize that I am hallelujah glory to God glory to his name I am. Amen. And listen, amen. In verse 29, and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Church, we got to focus our lives on doing the things that please the Lord. When Jesus Christ was on this earth, his life was centered on one thing and one thing alone, to please the one, amen, who had sent him. Listen, church, the opportunities, think about this. The opportunities were endless of what he could have done if he uh, and how he could have lived if he had chosen. After all, he had the power of God residing in him. Jesus could have followed his self or the spirit that was in him. And if he had decided to, to take everything, set himself up as, as king, mandatory, who on the earth could have came up and opposed him? Who could have come up and opposed him? There wasn't Nobody. Couldn't nobody, the whole Roman Empire, if he decided to be so. You see, sometimes, sometimes I believe we as apostolics, we think so much about Jesus being God that we forget that he was just as much man as he was God. And part of the things that he had to do, amen, was submit himself himself. Amen, to the will of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Put up 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. Look at what it says. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We sometimes forget that he was a man. And he had to focus himself while he was living here on pleasing the one that sent him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We've got to focus our life. Listen, as God, he was everything God is. But as a man, he was everything a man is. Amen. Listen, church, Jesus had the same wants, the same feelings and desires that any man on earth had. Was all God but he was all man there were two natures dwelling within him we have a tendency to forget that sometimes but his desire to please the one who sent him was the motivation to keep his fleshly side in check I want you to notice Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14 and 15 seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Go ahead. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all, A-double-L, all points, tempted as we are yet without sin. My, hallelujah. As a man, he was everything any man. But he had the same Uh, feelings and desires that any man had amen but he had a motivation he had something that motivated him, and that motivation was to please the one that sent him. What did he do when he was in the garden and he prayed so hard that his sweat became as great drops of blood? Hallelujah. Amen. He said, let this cup pass from me. I heard some preachers say one time, amen, that Jesus was willing all the way to die. But let me tell you something. That was real that he went through in the garden. Hallelujah. As a man, he did not want to die. As a man, he wanted to continue to live. Hallelujah. As a man, he had those same feelings. But there was something in him that motivated him more. And that motivation was to please the one. Woo! Hallelujah. Unless you have a desire to please God, you're not going nowhere. Lord I feel the Holy Ghost when you have a desire to please God that desire will step right in between you and the flesh and say no to the things that don't please him why some people have a hard time laying down the world and laying down the things of the world if you let a motivation be within you that you want to live to please God That, my friend, will step right in between you and the flesh. And he will tell the flesh, you know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He will speak and he will stand right there. And he will tell that flesh, you know. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to tell you today, amen. and, And I'm fixing to close in just a moment. Amen. But what I'm trying to tell you, we have got to have a desire that's greater than all our desires, and that desire is his, to please the Lord. Now, what is the last part, point that I want to talk about? What is the walk which pleases God? What is the walk that pleases God? Now, any serious student of the Bible will know of a man who lived during the time period between Adam and the flood. This was a time when men were doing their own thing. Pursuing fleshly ambitions. Aspiring to rule over others. And to please their base, lower nature. Which had become corrupt and void of any desire to do what was right. But in the middle of all that degradation and debauchery. There was a man. Hallelujah. Right between Adam and Adam and the flood amen there was a man who walked with god in fact he walked so close to god that god raptured him right out of all the lawlessness before the judgment of god fell on the earth amen which is a type of the church today glory to god i'm talking about enoch hallelujah he walked with god he had a walk with god and he walked so close to god when nobody else was walking with god nobody else was doing right he was pleasing to God I've heard people say that people won't let you live right let me tell you something can't nobody nobody keep you from doing right if you really got to want to if you got to want to you can live right the problem is you don't got to want to Genesis 5 and 24 and Enoch walked with God and he was not For God took him. My, my, my. Enoch not only walked with God, but he pleased God. Hallelujah. You could say he had a walk which pleased God. Put up Hebrews 11 and 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. (laughs) They sent out a search party. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They sent everybody. Where you seen Enoch? Where'd he go? Well, you think if he got killed by a white animal, there'd be some kind of you know, there'd be some blood and some some bones or something somewhere. They couldn't find him. What happened to Enoch? Well, he'd been walking with God. Amen all of his life. And he was walking with God, and finally things had got so bad. Remember what Jesus said? He said, as it was in the day of Noah, so shall it be in the day of the Son of Man. Hallelujah. I believe I remember reading something in the New Testament that said, Amen. When things get so bad, one these days, the church is not praying it yet. But one of these days the church is going to start praying. Come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on now and take us out. That's what God did to Enoch. Hallelujah. He was not, for God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this test. Oh, we talk about testimony. Hallelujah. they God, this is the only testimony I want after I leave. Here, Brother Wayne. His testimony that he pleased God. Glory God. Do you have that testimony? Do you got that testimony? Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. He pleased God. I'm talking about living to please the Lord. My Lord. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul stresses the need to have a walk which pleases God. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1. Finer than brethren, we urge and exhort in the name of the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you have received from us how you ought to walk and to what? My, my, my. Hallelujah. There's two ways. There's two ways to please God. And I'm going to give you these two scriptures and I'm going to the keyboard and we're going to open the altars. The first thing is the most important thing if you want to please God. And that's in Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please Him. If you don't have faith ignited in your heart, and in your soul, I don't care what you do, you're not going to never please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That means that he's real, that He's he exists. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's a requirement for pleasing God. And then another one. Is Romans eight, seven and eight. Because the carnal mind is enmity. E N M I T Y. That's not that's not enemy. It's different. Hallelujah. Enmity against God. That word enmity in the Greek means it's hostile towards. It's hostile. Hallelujah. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Hallelujah. So then, those who are in the flesh, if you're walking in your flesh, and he said in the verse above that what that was, your carnal mind, your carnal thinking, you're not going to please God. God's word tells us, That we got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. Hallelujah. It's no way around that. But the carnal mind thinks that's not necessary. Get your name on a church row. Shake a preacher's hand. Hallelujah. Shaking hands with me is not going to do you no good. (laughs) Shaking hands with me is not going to do you no good. We got to. We, we, got a, we got a church directory here. We got a church role. We, ha, we have to for, uh, uh, for tax purposes and things of that nature. But let me tell you something. Where your name has got to be is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. You better make sure your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life because there's going to be a day. And if we haven't, if you haven't lived your life to please God, forget about what you're trying to do, forget about what you're trying to achieve, whatever it is you're trying to make, hallelujah. Millions of people have did it, but they died lost. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Without God, think about it. Amen. I'm I mean, my Lord, the list goes on and on. How many people in show business alone? Amen. Has left this world overdose with drugs. That kind of lifestyle pushes towards that. Amen. How many people, Amen, has gained wealth? I I had a book and I lost it in that fire. But in that book, back at that time in uh, uh back back in the 70s, gave uh um Ten of the most wealthiest men that there was on the planet back in that time period. And if I remember right, if I remember right, seven out of ten took our own lives. Think about that. You see, money does not bring happiness, folks. Having and achieving materialism doesn't. Make happiness. You better start striving to please God. That's the most important thing for you, me, or anybody to do, is to please God. And you know what? Saying this in closing, Jesus has promised you this. If you seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, guess what happens? He'll add all those things to you. Hallelujah, Amen. God has blessed me with not, with not only what I what I need, but He's given me a lot of my wants. Hallelujah, things I don't, things I don't deserve. Amen. God God blesses me, and 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 He's no respecter person. If He blesses me, He will bless you. Hallelujah. If you seek to live your life
1: to please Him. Let's stand together right now.